Well, just another a great honour for us to be here today. Just honour Pastor Paul and Ruth and the team, eldership team. Massive support from Excite Church for our leaders gathering down in Moitawa on Thursday. Just want to let you know we're hosted 120 leaders. Um, and just, you know, give, give God the glory because He is uniting the body of Christ. And, you know, I see senior pastors as a father of the house and mum of the house. And we're, um, you know, delighted to just honour our fathers and mothers because, you know, the kingdom of God is a family. And uh, frontline up the church, they've got a father and mother up there. And, you know, so is the Baptist, you know, Stu and, and uh, Sarah Angus. You know, um, there's fathers and mothers and um, we're family. And uh, that's their home. And they have different ways they run their home. Uh, and Excite runs the home this way. Love this home. And um, so I just want to thank so much for the support from Excite Church. Well, um, I thought uh, Pastor Paul did an amazing job last week. There was a great message on um, clothing. Uh, have you been clothing people this week with words of faith and encouragement and hope? I want to just encourage you today, um, and Pastor Ruth has already said it, that we're blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. And so I just want to start with Genesis 12 too. Um, if we could just flick that up. Um, Genesis 12 too. Um, if that can happen, we would be great. All right, but this is Abraham. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Right there, the book of Genesis, we're blessed to be a blessing. There it is. All right. Um, also, um, Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy 8.18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which He swore to your fathers, as it is this day. So God wanted to bless the nation of Israel, because in them He wanted to demonstrate His goodness that he was a great God and a loving father and he cared for those that um, were under his care. And so he, he said, I will give you the power to get wealth. And then when we come into Deuteronomy 28, um, for time's sake, we're probably not going to have time to do all of Gen Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. But there's just verse after verse that talks about the blessing. If you want to read in the Old Testament, God's heart for His people, what He wanted to do for Israel. When you read Deuteronomy 28, you will see that we were to be blessed coming in and blessed going out, blessed in the field, blessed in the city, that our food supplies would be blessed, that our, our resources would be blessed, that we would be blessed. But, at the, but all of that blessing, God intended for it to be on His people. Why? So we could be a blessing. And, and we must never forget that, that the whole purpose of blessing is so that we can be a blessing. The Lord was going to command a blessing on them. Blessing would chase after them. It would follow them. They wouldn't have to even seek it. It would just be following after them. And, you know, that is our inheritance as believers. And it's really important to see those Scriptures and encourage you to write them down and go home and, and just ponder on them. Well, it continues over into the New Testament under the ministry of Jesus. He said in, in, in um, 2 Corinthians 1.20, For the promises of God, 
in him a yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. So everything that God ever said in the Old Testament, Paul just sums it up and says, every promise, every good thing God ever said in his word in Christ Jesus is yes and amen. Is yes and amen. And then in um, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things, here it is, may have an abundance for every good work. There's good reason to believe God to prosper because it's, There'll be enough for you and enough to give away. You know, I heard a great story of two. Um, there were guys traveling, itinerant preachers from the US, and they came over to New Zealand and they were preaching. And I remember one of them standing up in a meeting saying, one day a guy came into his house in need and these preachers were living by faith. And he said, I was so grieved. He said, I had enough for my own house, but he said, I didn't have enough to bless him. I was so grieved that it touched my heart because I thought, yeah, Lord, you want us to have enough for ourselves and enough to be a blessing. It's not, a, not sufficient just to have your needs met. You need to believe enough to bless, be a blessing. That's God's call for us. And uh, I love that scripture. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Isn't that a great scripture? That's about all of life. And so I just want to touch on quickly this morning, releasing a greater flow. Because all of us, we're called to be a blessing. We heard some great testimonies this week of being a blessing. I, um, You know, God's ever-changing us. You know, after our leaders gathering, um, that lots of people had helped us clean up, but there's always things they have to do. And so after everybody had gone home on Thursday, there I was um, walking from one end of the building to the other, putting things back where they should be, putting a th- few things away. And it took me about an hour. And just at the start of that time, this guy walked in, a very um, needy looking guy. He was wearing a wig actually. And he'd come to pick up his... his uh, this lady who had been helping in the kitchen. And anyway, he came in and Vicky said, kia ora, and just greeted him. And, and uh, he said, oh, what's been happening here? And Vicky said, oh, um, a pastor's leaders, leaders gathering. And he said, oh, he said, I'm a bit haurangi. Is it all right to be here? And he said, hi to my, come in. Well, Vicky spent the next hour talking to this guy while I'm going back and forward, shifting things, putting things away. And that, that was like, okay, Lord, you're in this, you're on this. I think she'll finish soon, but she didn't finish soon. <laughs> Took a whole hour. Anyway, at the end, she said, Howie, come here. Stop going past like the priest and the Levite going back and forth to Jerusalem. Come here. So I stopped. And she introduced me to this guy. He was the son of a man, a well-known man in Moerua. He was he's one of the hardest men we've ever met. And the way he raised his kids, he's a believer today, the father, but his sons are so damaged, so damaged. And Vicky had poured love on this guy for an hour, reasoned with him. And he said, I will never forgive my dad. And she said, no, but Jesus in you 
He wants to forgive. So she led him in a prayer. He asked Jesus into his heart. And he said, I feel light. He said, I feel light. I've never felt this before. What's that? And she said, that's the presence of God. And he said, you know what? I don't hate my dad anymore. I haven't forgiven him. I just feel sorry for him now. <laughs> but there's a shift. He's on the journey. And this is this young man, hard, whoa, eaten, just terribly abused and such a broken relationship. We're blessed to be a blessing. And so it's firstly for us and then through us. And I'll encourage you today, you can't be a blessing unless you're living in the blessing. You've got to partake of the blessing. You've got to experience His love, His great love, His great healing in your life, and then you can pour it out. And so um, 2 Timothy 2.6 says, The hardworking farmer must be first partaker of the crops. If we've got Psalm 103 there, I would love to put that one up, Rachel, if we can. Um, all right, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Isn't that great? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. After I'd been ministering in Moirua for about 20 years, I got up in front of the congregation one day and I said, I've got a confession to make. And they all looked up. <laughs> Pastor's got a confession to make. <laughs> so I just want to tell you, I've been on the benefit all these years while I've been in Moirua. And they went, Ooh, it's been on the benefit. Yes. He's got problems after all. He's been on the benefit. All right, the unemployment benefit. I've been getting the benefit on the side. And they all went, And I said, yeah, Psalm 103. Forget, I've been on the benefits. Preached off Psalm 103. I've been on the benefit. Forget not all. His goodness. All His goodness toward me, who gives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness. Man, I had their attention that day. I've been on the benefit. Hallelujah. Are you on the benefit? Are you on the benefit of what He's done for us at the cross? All the goodness of God that's poured out toward us. Blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Unbelievable. You know what? I had so much Scripture this morning to put up there. I cannot put it up there because it's the whole Bible. <laughs> it's just all about the benefit and the blessing and the overflow God wants to bring into our lives. I love it in Psalm 23 when David says, My cup overflows. You know what? You'll be the greatest blessing you can ever be when your cup overflows. So you have to um, allow the Lord to cause us to overflow. These are great days. Isaiah 60 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Deep darkness will cover the earth, but His glory is risen 
upon you. Don't get caught up with the deep darkness that's on the planet. Arise and shine for the, His glory is upon us in this hour. This is the finest hour of the church. This is the hour for which we've been born to love Him, to let His love wash over us and to make Him known on the planet. What an exciting time. All right. So um, I just want to quickly cover some quick quickly cover some points and we're going to skip through these. But here's some things that will help you. All right, if you are not walking in the fullness of His blessing or the overflow, or you can see that you could be blessed more. Who could be blessed more? Who could overflow more? We all, we can all identify with this. The first thing Jesus said, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. The heart of the, of the Father toward us is blessing. In every realm of life, every realm of life, relationships, family, marriage, um, jobs, employment, homes, everything. So he says, ask and it shall be given to you. And he says that your Father in heaven is good and he gives good gifts to those who ask him. And James says, you do not have because you do not ask. All right, so you need to ask. Point number one. Interesting, you know, on, on Thursday, I said to Vicky on Thursday morning, you know, we've been running these leadership gatherings down in Murray for 10 or 12 years. We never cover the costs. So it's a ministry, it's an outflow, and that church graciously still cover the costs. I said, we're going to believe God. I've never asked God for enough to cover it. So I thought, duh, <laughs> let's pray and ask. So we agreed together, and we more than covered the cost. That's simple. That's simple. You have not because you didn't ask. Duh. <laughs> Believe for it. All right. Okay. All right. So the second thing is believe for it. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things when you ask and pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. All right. So ask in faith. Just ask believing. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. His heart toward you is, come on, kids, ask me. I'm ready to bless you. All right? So ask, believe, confess. When you believe and agree with what God says, your confession is in line with your faith. All right, when you believe He's going to bless you, you start confessing, I'm blessed. I remember a wonderful friend in, in, in Whangarei, Colin, pastors Colin and Elaine Miller at the Rama Family Church. Whenever I'd bring up Colin, some of you may have met this man, wonderful teacher of the Word. Very, um, very powerful in the Word of God. I'd ring up Colin. Colin, how are you? Blessed. <laughs> Hello, Colin, how are you? Blessed. Seven days a week, you can ring him anytime, <laughs> day or night. How are you? Colin, Blessed. His confession was in line with what he was believing God for over his life. So let get your confession lined up. All right, if you're not walking in it yet, you will start to, as, as we ask, as we believe, we then begin to align our confession with what the Word of God says. All right? Okay, there can be blessing blockers, you know, and I'm just going to skip over these real quick, but things that can slow the flow in our life. And the first big one is... Um, uh, Peter said, 
came to Jesus and said, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother? And Jesus said, 70 times seven. And we're just carrying a bit of a revelation at the moment about that because we thought, wow, Jesus said 70 times seven. And I suddenly realised how, how many times do we have to forgive? Well, it's a lifelong journey because you're always going to get more offences coming. All right, so we go on forgiving or we keep forgiving because that keeps clearing the well, clearing the well, clearing the well. How many times? Peter said, man, is 70, seven times enough, Jesus? No, 70 times seven. What did he mean? He mean you, you keep forgiving till you look at that person with eyes of love and blessing. So if you're still upset with them and they still, <laughs> you've got any offence in there at all, you need to keep forgiving because that keeps the well of blessing open in your life. It's one of the greatest blessing blockers I know is when we start to carry offences. So keep forgiving one another and loving one another. All right, the other thing is, um, James just says that we can ask wrongly for our own selves and not for an overflow to bless others. Yes, we need to have enough for ourselves, but everything God gives you is not just for you alone. It's to be a blessing. All right, we've got to get past that. When we get blessed, we go, just holding that wallet in there, you know, <laughs> just holding on to it tight. We've got to get past that stage in our lives where we have enough for ourselves and enough to be a blessing in every aspect of life. Vicky touched on something really powerful this morning too. Um, shame can show the slow the flow, both in those that we connect with and in our own lives. And I want to say to you this morning, if if you have um, received and asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your life and you've been um, asked Him to forgive you of your sins, then shake off shame. Shake off every vestige of shame. You are now an, a minister of the gospel and equipped to be a blessing. And, and don't let shame stop you from blessing people. Don't let shame shut you down. Shake off the shame. All right, just a quick few blessing blockers there. All right, another way to increase the flow of our, in our lives is generosity. Give and it shall be given unto you. Um, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running out all over, it will be put into your bosom. The same measure you use will be the same measure measured back to you. I just want to encourage you, you know, generosity is a powerful catalyst of increasing the flow in your life. You know, when we give, when we give love, when we give um, uh, friendship, when we give um, just care and attention to all kinds of things, God can flow through those things and bring blessing to others. So generosity increases the flow in our lives. You know, um, blessing withheld to ourselves will never um, achieve what God intended. In fact, in the end, it doesn't really bless. But blessing that's given away just increases the flow. Fantastic, eh? Need friendship? Give friendship. Need anything in life? Begin to bless others with it. Could spend half an hour there. We gave a church in India a church building and God blessed us with one. When we could never have afforded it, we decided to bless another group. And so God gave us one. Hey! It's a principle. Honour. When we honour people and, and place value on them by just um, giving honour, powerful, powerful catalyst to increasing the flow 
of God's love through your life. Man, I've just learned the honor principle in a new way in the last five years. And wow, the doorway's honor opens when we give honor. And then just finally, patience. You know, um, Scripture just says, don't become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Sometimes blessing flows take a little bit of stewarding and nurturing to increase the flow. But I want to promise you this. If you will keep being a blessing, you will find the flow of your life will just build and build and build. Amazing, eh? You can just be a great, great blessing. You know, um, you will always um, experience enough. You know, and I just want to encourage you with one last thing is this. Um, you know, I don't want you to feel that unless you do those things, you're not going to have enough on the table. Those are increased factors. Those are to increase the flow through your life. But I want to promise you this. God says He's going to take care of you no matter what. You know, Matthew 6.26 says, Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? So God's going to take care of you no matter what. But those things I shared with you are principles to increase the flow. So your life can overflow. So you can be the blessing that God always intended us to be. Isn't it? That's cool, isn't it? Um, so you can multiply the flow. You can multiply the flow in your life. That day when that little boy gave his five loaves and two fishes to Jesus, who would have ever imagined what the Lord would have done with that? And it's the same with everything we offer to Him, whether it's care for people like Ruth did, just going, seeing God touching her heart and going and, and, and meeting with that, uh, approaching that woman. It takes a little bit of courage to go and just approach people. But you know what? God is in that day so powerfully. And um, Vicky, just doing that. And um, I think the Lord passed the test, I think, dear. You know, I reckon a couple of years ago, I'd have gone, doing that for, you know. You know, come and help me, you woman, you know. But I just, thank you, Jesus. She led a person to the Lord. Because I was willing to leave her go. So I want to celebrate that. Well, this morning, we've got to close out. Our communities need to see a God whose presence and blessing on our lives is enough that they want it. There needs to be a few Mustangs and Chev Camaros and Lamborghinis, Reese, parked outside, excite church. Because this community needs to see God's okay. He can take care of you. All right? It's no, not a great testimony when you, you know, you go out to share the gospel and you, you're broken down 1970, you know, car with no warrant or register. God is good? Really? <laughs> we need to believe for enough that our lives, remember, enough for you and enough to overflow, all right? Get it right. Not just teaching, blessed, you know, for me. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Go for it. Believe God for big things. Believe Him 
for everything that you need and enough to give away.